This podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Yay! 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 Today. What are we talking we... about today, Mr. Kyle? I guess you could tell us if I didn't interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yes, Peter. Um, today, we thought it would be kind of interesting because we don't talk about enough odd things on this show. We thought it would be enlightening for you all if we talked about um, songs that you as listeners maybe did or didn't know was actually about prostitution and prostitutes. Um, A surprisingly common topic in music and not unfamiliar to the uh, soul and funk genres themselves. (laughs) You were also Uh, saying just a minute ago before we started that you were surprised how most of them were in the 80s. Yeah, well. yeah. In in doing a bit of research of like songs within the funk and soul genre that you know the subject matter is considered to be about prostitutes, uh, formally or informally, a lot of them are from the '80s. So apparently, the '80s was the decade of the prostitute. <laughs> I mean, it, it, even outside of the genre, think about it. Um, you got uh, Roxanne by um, the Police. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all I can think of right now, actually. Well, that's probably the most famous prostitute song of all. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, for those hoping that we're going to talk about that song today, we're actually not beyond Sadly. just mentioning it a few seconds it's, ago. Yeah, it's bas- It's just a. It's just a. I like the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have five songs that we're going to talk about today. Um, we personally, I think, in a couple of cases, at least. Maybe only the one or two we knew, or at least expected that these were about prostitution. But um, a few of these we were actually surprised to learn this in yes. our research. Yeah, there were some that were quite obvious, and others that were just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose one of the more obvious ones, simply due to its title, that I guess we could talk about first is um, "Private Dancer" by Tina Turner. Uh, that song was released in 1984, thus the uh, the decade of the prostitute. Um, <laughs> that does that really does sound like a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> it really does. It's like Doctor Who in the Tom of the Prostitutes. <laughs> I could just see him like smuggling them in his TARDIS. I guess he can um, fit a lot in there. Yeah. <laughs> all the prostitutes. Could you just see Doctor Who as like a pimp? That would be amazing. Well, he dresses appropriately for it. Yeah, so. and then he has he has like. Uh, what do pimps call their call the prostitutes? I don't. I don't want to say it on. on I don't want to say it on live television, Peter. Um, <laughs> we'll do it live. Um, yeah, I just imagine him having prostitutes from like every major era, like some like you know, eighteen <laughs> like eighteen nineties Harlequin girl, some like nineteen forties call girl, like during the Dude, war era. Wow, that's like the one. best prostitution business ever. You have. Right? Every every possible thing that someone could so buy. that the the tricks basically the men who pay for the uh, service 
have ba- have basically all the options of time and space open to them. Dang, dude. I, time, I, Doctor I, Who I, in the time of the tricks. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> in the time of the tricks. Oh my god, we're going to hell. <laughs> Peter, Peter Capaldi's like, what do you say? Even though he's Scottish. I can't do a Scottish accent. Um, well, we got a little bit off topic. Let's talk about Private completely, Dancer. Completely, as usual. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the song Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Um, a little interesting fact about this song. Mark Knopfler, uh, for those of you that don't know, he's the uh, guitar player for The Dire Straits, actually originally wrote this song, but in writing it, realized that the lyrics didn't really work with a guy singing it. So hmm. he pitched it to Tina Turner, who was just kind of trying to make her comeback because she kind of faded out of the spotlight in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and funny enough, in a 2004 interview um, that she gave with her fan club, she actually described her initial reaction when Knopfler uh, proposed the song to her. She said, quote, Mark said this song is not for a man. It's a girl's song. He recorded it, but won't use it. So when eh, he recorded it, uh, but won't use it, so when he put the demo on, he sung, I'm a private dancer, dancer for the money, do what you want me to do. I told him, I think you're right, it's not a song for a guy, I liked it a lot. Uh, I wasn't sure whether the girl was a hooker or a very classical private dancer, but I thought I'd take it. So even even she was a bit ambivalent about the, initially about the uh, subject matter of the song. Hmm. So th- I suppose there could probably be a little bit of speculation there. But I think a lot of fans of Tina Turner and possibly fans of Mark Knopfler as well can probably conclude that it's about either a prostitute or possibly a stripper. Um, the line there gets blurred. Um, who prefers to call herself a private dancer because it sounds more dignified, so to speak. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, yeah. I guess that you could like, really I'm not a prostitute. Enough. I'm a concierge. There you go. Like, you know, you know when you go to Vegas and they flick those little cards at you, like the concierge Oh service? my god, I want to punch those guys in the face so much. Right? They get Seriously. so annoying. They're like pigeons. <laughs> yeah, they um, But yeah, it's all like, oh, concierge services. It's like, it's like, like anyone doesn't know what that really is. That's like over 18 or possibly younger. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those guys are annoying. Sometimes I like take the cards from them and I, and then I just put them in like in their, that like their shirt or whatever. I just like take it and put it back into their shirt. Do you really do that? I did that to one guy. He actually <laughs> smiled. He thought it was funny. <laughs> I just feel bad, though, because you know those guys are so exploited to hell. I know. I mean, who wants to actually do that? Hmm. It's like last resort type stuff, so I, I feel... Kind I of feel, like prostitution. I was going to say, I feel almost <laughs> as bad for them as I do for the actual concierges <laughs> who have to, you know, pretend that, you know, rich, old, obese guys are sexy. I'm sure there's some percentage that actually do enjoy it, but probably yeah, most. Possibly. Or, mm. <laughs> anyway, yes. so. Do you yeah. think work hard for the money is about prostitution? That could be. I, um, I guess it will depend on the lyrics. I don't recall them. I just remember it's head. like work hard for the money, so hard for the money. I don't, that's all I know, actually. So they're working hard, just like all other hardworking Americans. We'll let you listeners look into that other song and figure that out because we don't have it written down. Yes. And we need to move along to our next song, Lady Marmalade by LaBelle, which came out in 1974, which was one decade prior to Private Dancer. 
Yes. This is one I actually personally kind of knew beforehand, or at least suspected that this now, was about. Now, question with that subject yeah. matter. Did you know because the song was featured in the movie Moulin Rouge, or did you presume it before and or having not seen that movie? Um, I've seen Moulin Rouge. I forgot it was in it. Oh, I, really? just, I knew it separately, and I guess I forgot uh, that was in that movie. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. It, 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 it kind of clicked for me in that movie because of the subject matter, because wasn't it supposed to be like a brothel of yeah. sorts yeah, during yeah. that bohemian time in France, and they had this song, and I'm like, oh, okay. Because, <laughs> okay, continue. I'm sorry, I'm still okay. in thunder. Um, do you do you know French at all, Kyle? I feel like uh, you've learned it once before. No, or, not at all. You're thinking oh. of Gary. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the uh, the chorus attempt. you can attempt it? okay go ahead it's right uh, here gary don't butcher me if i do this wrong uh <laughs> voulez-vous cocher avec moi c'est soir there you go that's the chorus um obviously in french uh from this song it actually translates into do you want to sleep with me tonight um which is quite prostitutiony when labelle uh perform this on television they actually were not allowed to sing that even though it was in french they still weren't allowed to sing it um because it's was kind of uh suggestive shall we say so they actually changed it i'm not even we don't have to read the, the french again but they basically changed the phrase and then that translated into do you want to dance with me it's the same thing except for the word dance yeah yeah so french um i think the English is just dance as well. Changed by one Basically, word. Basically, what I figured out about the French language is what it, no matter what the word is, you do not say the last letter. It's Pretty d- much, yeah. I'm, I'm probably completely wrong there, but it just seems like that's the case. Yeah, you're pretty close, I think. So in 1986, which was quite a bit after um, the song came out, which was in 74, with NWE, uh, or NME, excuse me, Patti LaBelle, the lead singer from uh, the group, said, quote, That song was taboo. I mean, why sing about a hooker? Why not? I had a good friend who was a hooker, and she died. She never took the mic out of my mouth, and I never took the mattress from under her. She was a friend, doing her thing. It'd be like discriminating because you're white and I'm black, or you're gay and someone's straight. I don't believe in separating people. If your job is as a hooker, more power to you. So, I think... That says a lot, especially considering that during this time there was a lot of concern about um, the morality of America. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Um, and uh, I don't remember what you you gave a term yeah. for it once before on the show. I don't remember what it was, but the, it's, not so much a term. I just in the eighties and even spilling over into the early nineties, there was a big groundswell of like this moral majority in America. Basically, if any of you guys have ever seen The Simpsons. And you know the 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 wife of uh, the reverend, I forget her name, but her basically her catchphrase is like, "Won't somebody think of the children?" <laughs> basically, that's like what every mom in America was doing in the eighties, is just freaking out over like what they considered lewd things and trying to censor things, and a lot of this groundswell spilled over into like politics, especially on the right. And mm-hmm. remember, I told you, uh, which is funny because it wasn't really on the right. But remember, I told you. The story a while, long time ago in one of our episodes about Al Gore's wife trying to basically, she spearheaded that concept in music to put those little labels on CDs and oh, stuff yeah. that's a parental advisory. Yeah. They didn't have those until like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So 
yay for that. Anyways, yeah. Um, no, but thank you for uh, filling us in on that. Uh, basically, so I guess the point I was trying to make was that in this time where all that was going on, Patty LaBelle was thinking very much the opposite, which was, uh, you know, let's not discriminate, even if it's something that a lot of people would consider uh, unsavory. I mean, let's let's be open-minded and let people do their thing, mm-hmm. um, which, which is a good view to have, I would say. Um, funny enough, in that same interview, um, she actually claimed that she didn't know the real meaning of the song until much later after they performed it. Um, she said, quote, I thought people would boo us because we'd gone too far. I was afraid of change, but when we went out and did it, I said, good. Three outrageous black women who wore and said anything on stage. Although with Lady Marmalade, I swear I had no idea for a while what it meant until I asked Bob Crew, who recorded it, what's that French phrase mean? And he said, he told me, oh gosh, I said, I, what will my mother think? Unquote. So, <laughs> um, so she was basically singing lyrics in French and she had no idea what the lyric was. It yeah. Been, it could have been like, let's all kill whitey i don't know (laughs) um that's true i mean the only that chorus is in french the rest of it is in english i mean you can kind of derive from the english lyrics what it's about yeah um so i'm a little surprised that she seems to claim that she had no idea Mm. and that that one line would change it all but um maybe that one line is a little bit more racy than the rest of it true i don't know but uh yeah that's a really good song i enjoy it me too. Yeah, I'm it's, sure I, do, I yeah. have the album. It's a it's a good it's a favorite song of mine, a good disco hit. Quite. But yeah, I guess continuing our prostitute theme. I never thought I would say that. Um, a song <laughs> that came out actually a decade before this one. We're just going back in time here. Um, We're kind of like Doctor Who in the time of the prostitutes. <laughs> yes, one from every decade. Um, the House of the Rising Sun by the Animals, which was uh, recorded in 1964. Um, this song is a little bit more dubious as far as its meaning, as because this song was covered by God knows so many artists, and that's not even funny. It's just the Animals is arguably the most famous. Um, but historians have not actually been able to really identify what it's about, but there's two popular competing theories. One, that the song is about a brothel in New Orleans. Uh, the House of the Rising Sun was named after Madame Marianne Solier Levant, which means uh, Rising Sun in French, and was open for business from 1862, uh, during the Civil War, until 1874, when it was closed due to complaints by neighbors. I'm sure they probably had their share. <laughs> um, that brothel was located, if for those of you that care to visit it, uh, on 826 uh, St. Louis Street in New Orleans. Um, The second theory, which is a bit divergent from this, is that it's actually about a women's prison in New Orleans called the Orleans Parish Women's Prison. Uh, It's weird. In New Orleans, they don't have counties. They have parishes. It's weird. Um, Which had an entrance gate adorned with a rising sun um, on it. And this would explain the lyric in the song that describes a ball and chain. So because of that, there's a bit of dubiousness whether it's about a brothel or a prison, but sometimes prostitutes end up in both in their life, so. <laughs> and prostitution kind of is a personal prison when you think about it. Uh, I'm, I, I know this sounds terrible, but I'm, partially I'm kind of of the, lady, of the Patty LaBelle opinion, not that 
I think that we should have any sort of societal structure where that is uh, a good thing to have, but what's the term? It's the oldest job in the world. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel a need to pass judgment on the people that do it. Right. Because there's any number of reasons why they end up in that position. I don't think it's great, but if that's what they got to do, then... You got to work hard for the money. Yeah, exactly. See it? Tie-in. <laughs> um, uh, I have a question for you regarding this. Yes. Song. Um, you said that um, it's been covered by a whole ton of people, and yes. uh, you said historians not being able to identify it. How long... How, well, I mean, like, is how is this song like really old? Yeah. Um, let me get my extra. I it's never would have guessed a, that. Uh, it's actually a very old blues folk song. Um, that basically it I, it goes by another name as well. It goes by a name of Rising Sun Blues. Uh, but it, basically, historians agree that it came out of it came out of the New Orleans area, hmm. but its origin is kind of, I mean, the people thought, honestly thought it, you know, went back as far as like the 1920s. So mm. it's just one of those blues songs where it got picked it up. It kind of just happened. So many people covered it and sang it and tweaked it that it's just, its origin kind of got lost a, a little bit. Interesting. But yes, it's an old blues song. Which, like I never I said, knew that. The animals version is just, well, I guess getting a little bit into the animals, um, they came over with the British invasion, just like the Stones and the Beatles and blah, blah, blah. But more so than almost either of those two groups, maybe maybe more so like the Stones, they did a lot of really cool blues covers. Hmm. And it kind of became more famous within that blues, uh, within that blues British invasion as being the more quirky redheaded stepchild of all these blues bands because they weren't, they weren't pop like the Beatles and they weren't as... Mains, I guess, mainstream blues as the Rolling Stones. But yeah. They had a lot of really cool songs. They had this. Um, they have another really famous song called uh, "Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood," which I think they actually have that song. I don't think they. I don't think it's their version, but they have that song in uh, "Kill Bill," um, mm. the Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, and "We Gotta Get Out of This Place" is, I think, probably their most famous song. So yeah, yay, yay for the animals. You know, because I, um, I was just thinking, like, um, well, that Zeppelin is a little bit similar because they have yeah, a lot of songs that are yeah, like yeah, rooted yeah. in like really old blues. Yeah, as exactly, well. exactly. They, they. I think a lot of bands that are appreciative of that genre end up doing covers just because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. Same with uh, the um, Led Zeppelin, like the song when the levee breaks. Yeah. So no, good, and, uh, uh, very good point. Nobody's fault but mine. Yeah, as exactly. well as blues. Exactly. So yeah, perfect example. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so our fourth song, I believe, if I'm not terrible at math, which I am, is uh, by Hollow Notes, and we're going forward in time again to 1983 now, to the song "Family Man." You're gonna see some serious shit. <laughs> Yeah, but back in the future, they were in 85. Whatever. Okay, I'm two years off. Really, you're going to fall into that. <laughs> so they're going to go back two years. Actually, that would still be... Marty, we have serious. to go back. It's the Libyans. <laughs> Which still made no sense to me. Yeah. Well, 
All right, I won't get into it. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Peter is somewhat of a, of a film historian on the entire Back to the Future series. That's true. And uh, since we try to keep a reasonable timetable here on Funk Radio, I will not get into that. Yes, um, that's for so, episode. Right. Back to the funk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. Um, so the song Family Man uh, was actually uh, written by British music British mus- musician. I can't say that. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, Mike O'Field. And was included on his 1982 album, Five Miles Out, which was uh, the year prior to this. Um, he, issued, he issued it as a single, um, but it only reached number 45 on the UK charts, which is not that great. Um, but in the next year, in 83, um, Hall Notes did their version and it became an international hit. So um, one of many cases we've discussed where one person yeah. tries a song and doesn't work and then someone else tries it and it becomes hugely popular. Um, unfortunately for uh, Mike Oatfield, I guess. But um, so the song specifically uh, is actually about a chance meeting between a prostitute and a married man, or a family man, if you will, as this, as the title suggests. Uh, he's not interested in having sex with her, as he's a family man. Um, so good on him. To try to uh, sweeten the deal a little bit, uh, she lowers the pr- price with him and flirts a little bit. Uh, he's tempted. And then eventually, by the end of the song, he's ready to succumb to her advances, but uh, she's gone by then, so I guess. I wonder if this is an anecdotal story for one of them. <laughs> I don't know why, but when you said that, for some reason I thought that, I just imagined the uh, the music video for this. It would be this interaction between these two people, but it's done by it's played by Hollow Notes themselves so one of them is the man the other one is dressed up as a woman <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that's not the actual <laughs> music video for this but that would be kind yeah, of funny yeah I'm pretty, um, sure, I'm pretty sure the one would be john oates yeah now i'm trying to think <sighs> i don't have the lyrics in front of me i don't remember if lady marmalade does the same thing the man in that song being a family man as well could be wrong about that, but that sounds a little familiar. But, um, yeah, this is a good song, too. And it's too bad for Mike Oatfield that he didn't do a good enough job on it, I guess. Cool. <laughs> okay. I mean, but Hall of Notes, I mean, this was their prime time, so I'm sure anything they would make would become really popular. I suppose you shouldn't really feel too bad for Mike Oldfield because he had his share of successes. Oh, okay. Um, oh, fun fact, he's actually best known for his 1973 album, Tubular Bells, uh, and which... Tubular Bells? I know, that's such a weird name for anything. Okay. Um, but this, the album actually became a hit after its opening was used as the theme for the film The Exorcist. Oh. So I'm sure every time that movie's played, he gets a nickel. So he's, he's Here's a shiny nickel, son! <laughs> Back in my day, Nichols used to have pictures of bumblebees on them. We used to tie an onion to our belt. Now, how does this song, I guess in your personal opinion of Hall of Notes, how does this song uh, conflict with the song Maneater? Because that could, I don't think that's about prostitutes, but it's definitely about a strong female role. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Boom. You just got kyled. I don't even know. Um... I don't know the lyrics to that song. I just know 
Ooh, here she comes. Watch out, boy, she'll eat you up. That's all I know. Um, that's a good song. And <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. Because um, we said it at the same time. That's true. Yeah. But when Peter compiles our audio, it probably won't match. No, I'm kidding. I'm, nah. I, make it match, Peter. Okay, okay. <laughs> but if I don't make it match, then I won't owe you a soda. This is true. So there's a catch-22 there. Do I keep my pride as an audio engineer, or do I buy him a soda? <laughs> You'll have to mail it to me, I suppose. It'll be flat when it gets here. <laughs> mail me some Dr. K. Alright. Um, oh my gosh, no. Um, Apple... Oh, what's that Apple Spanish shit that was really tasty? <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> um, Manzanita like, Soul. Thank you, Manzanita Soul. I haven't had that in a that long was, time. That was the shit. It was basically just like carbonated apple juice. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but, it's delicious. but to me, it's Spanish apple shit. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's let's uh, talk about our last song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want. Now I just want soda. Um, I don't. After what you said, touche. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, smooth soda, th- this next song is uh, "Smooth Operator" by Chardet, which goes down smooth. Just like Manzanita's soul. Adiaba! Give us money. <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> a smooth operator, for those of you who don't know, is probably the most famous song by the um, also very famous 80s singer Chardet. Uh, the song was released in 1984. Um, Just one same, year after Family Man by Hall Notes. And the same year as Private Dancer by Tina Turner. And ten years <laughs> after Lady Marvel, sorry. And 20 years now. Anyways. Um, it was also the name of a famous Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Oh my god, I'm going to hell. Uh, Orson. No. Who, who wrote 1984? I'm totally spacing right now. Orson uh, you know what? I have it right here. Like, Holy feet crap. away from me. Yeah, it was George Orwell. George Orwell. I freaking said Orson Welles. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Dude, if Orson Welles made a movie called Smooth Operator. That would be amazing. That probably would have been Orson Welles is dead. <laughs> well, How's I'm, that work? I meant, like, if he had done it oh, before he died. He ate himself to death. The American way. Um, <laughs> that's the American way to die. Um, so yeah, Smooth Operator by Chardet um, was written by her, as well as um, Ray St. John, who was a member of her previous band, Pride. Uh, the song... This song is a bit more dubious than probably most of the other ones, but we threw it in because it's a good song. But people consider <laughs> the song to be about a fashionable man who's kind of got this sort of rich guy, jet-set lifestyle. Think Christian Bale and American Psycho without the psychoticness. Um, he's popular with the ladies, and he breaks a lot of hearts in his travels. And the ly- there's lyrics in the song that say, quote, Across the North and South to Key Largo, Love for Sale. So it's implied that the women he uses also supply his wealth, which, to me, I interpret that as either he's a pimp (laughs) of sorts, or he runs some sort of fancy concierge service that's a bit more on the level than pimpitude. Um, But it's clear that despite these women's advances, he doesn't really return their affection as uh, Chardet sings near the end, quote, his heart is cold. So, 
Uh, so Stone Cold. I, I interpret this as he's either a rich, snooty business guy who pays women to pleasure him, which would fit with our theme, or he's a pimp, <laughs> which would also fit with our theme. So we're pretty okay. much covered either way, then. Yeah, we're going to make this uh, square song fit into our round peg. Anyway, we that, have to. I'm hoping that was not an innuendo. Okay, only you could find an innuendo in that, Peter, really? We're talking about prostitution. Touche. Oh. Tie-in. <laughs> only on Funk Radio can we have a tie-in between, like, child's learning toys and freaking prostitution. Because when I think of those little square peg and round hole, I think those little things kids have where they put the oh, yeah. blocks. But I mean, just in... the, for some reason when you said that, I don't know. <laughs> oh dear, we're going to hell. Um, so yeah, Smooth Operator by Sade, 1984, same year as Private Dancer, apparently the year of the prostitute. Um, <laughs> in the Chinese calendar, it's the year of the prostitute. Um, so... Again, I hope these songs were a bit enlightening to you, and I hope that maybe possibly we shed a little bit of light on the subject on subject matter that you didn't possibly know or think about. Because yeah. we think about the things that other people don't, because we're insane. We're, we think about things that people should never think about. Yeah. And then we about, talk about them on a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're like a think tank for, like, offensive things. We're a funk tank. <laughs> we're a funk tank. That sounds amazing. We, we should uh, that we should rebrand our show as that. It could be like Shark Tank, but Funk Tank. <laughs> That's actually a really cool name. I like that. I um, so that wraps up our show for today. If you liked our show, like us on Facebook at facebook.com/getyourfunk. Um, we've been off iTunes for a long time due to issues with them. Um, but we are getting back on really soon. Uh, so I put a subs- flaming bag of dog poo on Steve Jobs porch and then they sent you a letter that said too soon yes they sent me a letter saying that i still need to assign uh to sign the terms of service agreement on my ipod mm, okay well thank you for clearing that up kyle so now we're back on itunes uh <laughs> either right now or really soon so yes. just uh in this in the in itunes store go to the podcast section and type in funk radio and we should be i hope we're still the top Result yeah, for we've been radio. absent enough. Someone may have dethroned us. No, yeah, well, a game of Funk Thrones. <laughs> game of Funks. Um, you can also subscribe to our Spotify account. Uh, we will be putting that on the article when we post this episode. And you can find that article at hcn.tv. HCN is our magical host. Um, not only do they host several other podcasts that are awesome, you should check them out as well. But they have us as well. And also, uh, they have videos, and they also have um, basically pop culture news in general. Uh, so if you're interested in video games, uh, movies, that sort of thing, go there, and you can read all sorts of cool stuff. If you're interested in things that provide you audio and visual entertainment. That's us. Yes. And uh, one other thing that we're going to start saying on the show, because the other podcasts say it, apparently we, didn't, we haven't been doing that. Is uh, <laughs> on ACN.TV, if you go to the podcast page, uh, there should be an advertisement on the right side for uh, Amazon.com. 
Uh, basically, so if you if you click on that link and then you go and buy stuff through Amazon through there, um, a small part of that money actually comes back to HCN and then helps support uh, the website keep running. Um, also supports the projects that we, that uh, they're working on in the podcast. So basically, if you uh, do that, then we can keep going and keep saying terrible things. Yeah. So do the world a favor. So the next time you realize that you needed to buy uh, a 10-gallon drum of body lube, just go to that link, and some of that money will come back to us. We don't care where it comes from. Kind of like prostitutes. Maybe. (laughs) Who buy 10-gallon drums of body lube. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in next time for more of your favorite folk hits. This has been your host, Peter. And this has been your host, Kyle. Bye. Bye. If you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.